So we're going to um, learn the laws of Tisha B'Av. Nidche, this year Tisha B'Av is pushed off. And it's a special blessing in a year like this that Tisha B'Av shouldn't just be pushed off for one day, but should be pushed off completely. Tonight, the seventh of Av, is a time when Marshamam, when they enter into the base of Migdash to destroy the base of Migdash. So the Rebbe says the reason why we know about this is not in order that every night, every time comes the seventh of all, we should feel terrible. Oh, this is when they came to the base of English. But the opposite is in order that we should uh, have additional requests from Hashem with a full heart to end the Golas and to do extra effort in doing things that will bring the Gaula. So one of the things that brings the Gaula is by, ironically, learning the laws of Golas. Learning the laws of Tishabav, ironically, brings the Gaula. It's like uh, saying vidui. You say vidui is a school to have a refuah shlema. And writing a tzavah, writing a will, is also a school for long life. So learning the laws of Tisha B'Av is a school not to keep the laws of Tisha B'Av. So this year, since Tisha B'Av is on Shabbos, so the halachas of Tisha B'Av are um, a little less than a usual year. So let's start with, first of all, on Friday. On Friday, we, Friday, um, our custom is that we take a shower regularly on Friday afternoon to prepare for, for Shabbos. <clears throat> you like to cut your nails also, although generally you're not supposed to cut your nails the week before Tisha B'Av, but before Shabbos, the honor of Shabbos, you cut your nails. And uh, usually, already before uh, Tisha B'Av starts, the laws of learning Torah are affected. However, on Friday, you learn Torah regularly, do all the shiurim, all your regular things you study, you let us study. On Friday, um, on um, on Friday, on Shabbos itself, it's forbidden to show any sign of mourning, and because it's forbidden to show any sign of mourning, on the contrary, we add in simcha on the Shabbos in order to show that it's not that we're not mourning. That's a simple reason we add in simcha on the Shabbos. But a deeper reason is because since Shabbos is a taste of the future, and the future. Not only will this Shabbos be a regular day of Simcha, but this Shabbos will be an extra day of Simcha. So therefore, this Shabbos already has more Simcha in it. In other words, since the whole point of the destruction of Yisamikdash was in order for the third base Yisamikdash to come, in order for the coming of Mashiach to happen, so it comes out that externally there was a destruction. Internally, deeply, the deeper meaning of the, of the destruction is remodeling. Hashem didn't want there to be a limited base Yisamikdash which is temporary, made by man. Hashem wanted there, there to be a base Yisamikdash which is infinite, which lasts forever. So therefore, the, the, not, the, the day of Tisha B'Av really is a day of Geula. That's why Mashiach was born on Tisha B'Av. So this year especially, because 9th of Av um, falls out on Shabbos, the day of birthday of Mashiach falls out on Shabbos. So this year we feel more the inner meaning of Tisha B'Av, even if Chas Mashiach doesn't arrive before Shabbos, Shabbos has more simcha, because Shabbos is the day of the birth of Mashiach. So instead of feeling the, the morning on Shabbos, you feel the opposite. On Shabbos, you feel the inner meaning, the simcha, that is on Shabbos. Naturally, because it's the day of the birth of Mashiach. Because that's what it is already, even before it's revealed. On Shabbos, it's just, you, could, you could taste it more than on a regular Tisha B'Av. So on, um, on uh, Shabbos, the, uh, although all laws of mourning are... are are suspended, but things which are done privately, betzina, are forbidden. So let's say, for example, you had some hot water somehow, and it wasn't going to, uh, 
it's, it's not going to conflict with the laws of Shabbos, you're still not allowed to wash your hands with hot water on Shabbos because of the laws of Tishabah. And so to the laws of, of, between husband and wife that are on Tishabah also apply on Shabbos, unless, of course, it's Lel Tefillah, so that it's night that the woman goes to Mikvah. Other than that, the laws of Tishabah already apply in the separation of husband and wife. Uh, on, on Shabbos itself, on the day of Shabbos, it's preferable to finish all of your shiurim, your chitas, your rambam, to finish that before mid- midday. All the things you usually learn, uh, you, 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 you learn every day, it's a set shiur, it's preferable to finish it before midday. If, for whatever reason, you didn't finish it before midday, you're allowed to finish it throughout Shabbos. Throughout Shabbos, it's, you're allowed to finish it. And also, shiurim, which are done in public, like the ringing that we have every Shabbos, other shiurim, which are done in public, you're allowed to do. What about Pirkei Yavis? So Pirkei Yavis, the Rebbe said in Tavshim Amalif, the Rebbe spoke about this and said he's not going to give a ruling about it. And therefore, uh, there's no clarity of what we do. However, whether you do it or not, apparently most people don't do it. But even if you do do it, on Shabbos Nachamu, you do it again. So per, per Gimel, whether you do it on this Shabbos or not, who knows, but uh, you do it again either way on uh, Shabbos Nachamu, Per Gimel again. What about the Mishnayis? Usually after, at, at, at the end of davening, we um, say Mishnayis. So uh, on Shish, we're not supposed to learn, so certain things. I just want to make a big caveat over here. The Rebbe said it's a mitzvah to learn every single moment of Tishabah. Every minute of Tishbev is a minute mitzvah to learn. Every second. Just, the thing is, you're not, allowed to learn, you're not allowed to learn a lot of things. You have to learn the things which are relevant to Tishbev. But it's not that you're not allowed to learn a Tishbev. So, um, the things which, which we're learning that are a set shear, for sure you can learn, like Chitas and Amam, on Shabbos, preferably before Chatzais. And after, after Chatzais, you ought to learn those things which are relevant to Tishbev. Um, once by the Rebbe HaShab, the Rebbe HaShab would say a mimer every Shabbos, and he said the mimer on Tishabav, and the Hasidim, uh, whenever the Rabbi Hashab would say a mimer, they wouldn't just listen to it, they would also repeat it a few times, make sure they, they memorized it, and make sure that it was retained. So when the Rabbi Hashab said a mimer on this Shabbos, they kept on reviewing it and reviewing it until Tishabav was over, and they kept on learning it and learning it. So in general, the attitude towards learning Hasidists on Tishabav is lighter, so it's not, it's not considered a, such a heinous crime uh, as learning other things. But in general, they're supposed to, supposed to learn um, on Shabbos, Shurim before, and after Chatzais, um, uh, you, you could learn things which have relevance to Tishabav or Yonim of Chassidus. Uh, I've got to mention, on Shabbos afternoon, there are those who are lenient for children to give them uh, Shabbos food uh, from mid- midday and on. But it seems that it's better to wait till an hour, hour or two before Shabbos, want to give the children fleshics, better to wait till closer, closer to Shabbos than to give them on midday. You want to get dressed for Shabbos, dress for Shabbos ready from midday. You don't have to wait till close before Shabbos to get dressed for Shabbos, get dressed for Shabbos ready from, from Chatzes, if, if you want to get dressed then. Um, okay, so on Shabbos, you have finished your shiurim and we have a mincha uh, earlier than usual in order for people to go home to have another suda. Usually on Tisha B'Av, the second suda right before, you eat egg and ashes, you don't do a zimun, you don't eat on the floor. But this year, you don't eat on the floor, you don't have an egg and ashes, and you're allowed to do a zimun. It says you're not supposed to walk around on the Shabbos afternoon, it shouldn't be frivolous time, whatever, but you're allowed to eat and drink in the language of Shulchan Aruch, as you're allowed to have a meal the size of Shomamelch's meals, which... Uh, 
It doesn't, well, we probably, it's not so easy to eat. It's a huge, huge amount of food. Anyway, so, so it's great simcha the Shabbos. Now, what, so, so as Shabbos ends, when it comes, when does the fast start? The fast starts at sundown, at Shkia. That's when the fast starts. However, it's still Shabbos. Ordinarily, when you finish eating and you, and you bench, so the fast, uh, the default setting is once you bench, the fast starts. Unless you make a special condition that you're, not, that you're not starting your fast, the default setting is your fast starts when you bench. However, since it's Shabbos, the default setting is that it's Shabbos. And therefore, even if you bench, you can continue eating until sundown. Even if you didn't make any condition that you're going to continue eating, you can continue eating even after you bench until sundown. Can you eat past sundown? No. You can't eat past sundown or drink past sundown, but you don't put on your, you're allowed to sit down in a regular chair. You're allowed to wear your regular shoes. You, um, we don't, um, you don't, you don't wash or anything. You don't, you don't, uh, or, 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 or eat or drink. But you consider regular chairing and you don't take off your Shabbos shoes, Chas middle of Shabbos. When, once uh, Shabbos is over, you also can't prepare on Shabbos for after Shabbos your Tisha B'Av shoes, you can't prepare on Shabbos your uh, Kinnus. You wait till Shabbos is over, and then once Shabbos is over, you see Baruch Mabdil Kirish And after you Baruch Mabdil, then you switch your shoes to your Tisha B'Av shoes and you come to Shul. Although uh, some people are strict. Not to sit on sit on a on a, on a car uh, because you're sitting down, but uh, apparently the, the uh, that's not that's such an issue. Most people aren't aren't so strict. In fact, the Rebbe himself did use, did use a car just to ever put a board under him on Tisha What? Can't, can't you bring your Tisha if you're in shul, if you're in shul, then you switch your shoes at Baruch if you're in shul already. But speaking of preparing shoes, better prepare, just to remember before I forget I want to mention this, you should bring your Shabbos shoes to shul on Tisha B'Av. So after Shabbos is over, after your Tisha B'Av is over, you should have your Shabbos shoes to use for Kiddush Lavana, just like you do on Matzim Kippur. Okay. So, okay. So getting back to um, Matzim Shabbos. So Matzim Shabbos, um, now Shabbos is over, you said Baruch HaMavdil, you change your shoes, and... If you touch your shoes when you when you um, put them on, so you need to wash your hands before you dabmayrefs. You, you you wash your hands until until your knuckles. If um, if you go to the restroom and you didn't touch anything that uh, any any hidden any parts of your body which are usually covered, so there's a question whether you can wash your hands or not. But if you did touch any part of your body, which is preferable to do, so that way you, you know for sure you can wash wash uh, afterwards. You wash up until your knuckles. Uh, then after Mairif we uh, say Kaish uh, Tzkabel, and then we say the bracha Ber Meireish on fire. We don't say don't we don't do Ber Meireish on Motzei Shabbos, and then we do uh, Kinnus. I'm sorry, Eicha and Kinnus. After Eicha and Kinnus, we say Vata Kodesh. Very interesting thing. You know why we say Vata Kodesh on Purim and on Tisha B'av? You know why? Unbelievable. I never knew this before. The reason we do this is because. Uh, since on Purim there was a gzera, a decree the Chassam Kshom could destroy all the Jewish people and the reason uh, what didn't happen is because because, because the Eibishter who sits upon our praise who is affected by our praise as Balshantar says when he says Baruch Hashem it brings a Baruch of Hashem in the world so because of the Eibishter that's why we're still around so when was, when, was the, when was there a threat to all the Jewish people on Purim and on Tisha and therefore we say Atta Kodesh on on uh, Motzi Tishba. 
After, um, oh, not some another interesting thing. Uh, one of the reasons why you're supposed to have extra food also on Tisha on Shabbos, amazing, is because in the time of the second base of Migdash, Tisha B'av, they also had extra meal. On Tish, on, during the second base of Migdash, Bismillah was standing, so they had a special Suda to celebrate Tisha B'av because they had the base of Migdash. And that's another reason why there is a, even the first meal of Shabbos is supposed to have uh, more food than regular. Okay. Now, on Tisha B'av itself, it's forbidden not only to eat and drink, but also to anoint yourself with any oil. And, uh, and the other hachakas that apply between husband and wife apply on Tisha B'av. And um, even someone who goes to Mikra every day doesn't go to Mikra. Right? I mean, Matzah Shabbos as well. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're not, we don't sit in a regular chair. Um, although technically for children it's not so strict that children have to wear um, non-leather shoes but because it's so easy to get non-leather shoes the custom is that children also wear non-leather shoes um, the, so uh, this year because Tisha B'Av is pushed off it's a lot more lenient regarding fasting someone who's sick uh, it's, the general approach is that if someone's sick uh, even if their life is not in danger allowed to break their fast on Tisha B'av. It's not like a regular Tisha B'av. Um, okay. Getting to the morning of Tisha B'av. The morning of Tisha B'av. Uh, we, um, we dive, it's supposed to happen a little earlier than usual. But this year, since it's Yom Tavshinish Al-Goliath, it's on Sunday. So, uh, and also it says you're supposed to finish Kinos by Chatzais. And if you'll finish Kinos before Chatzais, better, better you start davening uh, later. So it's not such a bad thing. So anyway, so, so, so you finish, you see, after, after davening, uh, we do the Krisa Teira, and Kinos, when Teira is taken out, you're not supposed to put the crown on the Teira. Um, you don't do Mishaberach. If a child comes from Mitzvah, better his Aliyah should be in, in the afternoon. Um, okay, it's customary to add in Stokka on Tisha B'av. In fact, you're supposed to give Stokka the amount of the, the meal that you would have eaten if it wasn't the fast. As the Gemara says, Agra Tetanisa... Uh, the, the, the reward we have for fasting is the money that we give to tzedakah. Because it's not just that we're, as the Rabbi Shah told the previous Rebbe, it's not just about losing weight. It's about the, the tzedakah that we give, and especially the tshuva, to uh, bring the yula. Um, and we don't put on our talus or, or, or tfil in the morning. We do wear our talus cotton. I forgot to mention, when you wash your hands in the morning, um, you wash your hands only to your knuckles. Um, you wash... You get, up, you get up in the morning, you wash next to your bed. It's, it's a, a good way to remember not to wash your whole hand in the morning is by filling the cup out a little less. And then you wash with the bracha by the sink as you do every morning again up to your knuckles. We skip in the morning brachas, the bracha of Sha'asli called Tzarki. And, um, and we, we skip all the parts of Davin which are Tachlan. I forgot to mention on Shabbos. Oh, I didn't want to say it before. On Shabbos, the Mishnayis, Kaddish, is a regular Mishnayis Kaddish. We don't say, since you, you can't learn, you might think that on Shabbos you're supposed to switch to Mishnayis. No, on Shabbos say the regular Mishnayis. On Matzei Shabbos, then you say the Mishnayis of Moed Katan, and you don't say Rabbi Chan Kasha. Just say the Mishnayis of Moed Katan without saying Rabbi Chan Ben Kasha, just, just the last Mishnayis of Moed Katan. We do a seam on Tisha B'av as well, on both the night of Tisha B'av, day of Tisha B'av. Um, okay. Mishnayis say that we say. Why do we say Mizmul Seida? Interesting. I always wonder about that. Why do we say Mizmul Seida? Today, today I actually read why. We say Mizmul Seida. Why do we say Mizmul Seida? Usually we skip Mizmul Seida on all the times when, when you wouldn't be able to bring a carbon Taida. 
So when, for example, we skip Muslim Moseida, we skip Muslim Moseida on Pesach, when, when else we skip Muslim Moseida? An Arab Yom Kippur. Why? Because since you can't bring the Karmat why can't you bring the Karmat on Pesach because it's Chametz? Why can't you bring an Arab Yom Kippur because the Karmat is supposed to be eaten in two days and you're not supposed to bring a carbon in a way, huh? Karmat So you're not supposed to bring the Karmat in a way that you'll have to eat uh, in less time. But if the base Mish was standing, you could bring a Karmat and since we could bring a carbon tate that the base Mish was standing, therefore we say, It's not a day that you can bring a carbon tate. Because Tishbub is a day that you could bring a carbon tate. In fact, we'll probably bring a big carbon tate this year, Tishbub. Yes. Very good. Thank you very much for reminding me. We say Avarachamim on Shabbos by Musaf. We don't say Tzikoscha on the morning of. Tzarev why is it a yontif? It's yontif again because it's a, it's a birth of Mashiach and Mashiach will come to be revealed how the whole Tishba was only in order to bring the everlasting Yulah. It's one of these days, it's amazing, which Pasha you could see, the, it said that there's an expression by Chassidim that a Chassid uh, laughs on Tishba and he cries in Chastera. What does that mean? Because until Chastera you feel such a great Kedusha and you feel like I'm not really part of it. And it makes, makes you want to cry. Tishba you see how the whole world is heading towards Mashiach, you know, how, how every single year there's something, but we see throughout history how many calamities happen this day. It shows how, how there's a destiny, how there's a purpose, how Hashem is guiding the world towards Geula. You see how the Jews were expelled from, from England and from Spain and the final solution and World War I and, all, and the first and the second base of Megdash that shows you that it's not happening by itself. It shows you that it's guided by the Abishter for the Geula. So therefore there's a certain simcha naturally in the day which we revealed in the Geula. That's why it's called Yantam. That's why we skip Tachn. We skip Tachn. It's amazing. Why do we skip Tachn? We skip Tachn because we know what the inner meaning of the day is and therefore we skip Tachn. Yeah? Karolai Meyed. Yeah, it's called the Yantam. There are many interpretations. One of them, one interesting interpretation that Rebbe's mentioned was there was there was a child called Yellow Hapella, the wondrous child, who was born I think in the beginning of the nineteen hundreds, who um, was able, who knew the whole Torah. Apparently, you know, the Malach teaches a baby the whole Torah when he's in the mother's stomach. Apparently, the Malach forgot to touch his baby's lips, so he knew the whole Torah when he was born. So Rebbe noted that story to explain why you could say the Mashiach was born in Tishavov. Because how can Mashiach be born? If he's born, he's still not Mashiach. He has to be, he has to grow up. So I've noted the story. It's possible just to be born and ready to be ready to be ready to be great in Torah. But the simple answer is, I'll tell you the simple answer. The simple answer is, yeah, you know the story, Garas Parash. You know, you know about Garas Parash. You know about Garas Parash Shpamshnia. Yeah. So, so the simple meaning of 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 the birth of Mashiach is that that the the purp- since the whole purpose of destruction was the Geula, therefore, when did it become possible for Mashiach to come through the Yerida of Tishba? Before the Rebbe said gave this example. It said just like why Hashem make us with the need to sleep? Why was there a need for us to sleep? Hashem created us with the need to sleep. Why? Hashem created us with the need to need to sleep in order we should have a fresh beginning every morning. We should have a new start. In similar way, the Rebbe said, in order to have a, a new aliyah of Geula, an everlasting aliyah, that had to be a, a total break. That's also the reason why it says that Ari Mois were all Akaris. How come Sarah was an Akara, and Rivka, and Rachel, and Leah were Akaris, and Avram also was Akara, but not Yitzchak, not Yaakov. Why? How come not Yitzchak, not Yaakov, but Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah? 
So it says because Hashem wanted there to be a new beginning of the Jewish people. It shouldn't be like they come from idol, idol, idol worshippers and their children of idol worshippers and their grandchildren of idol worshippers. Therefore, Sarah, who is from idol worshippers, how does she have a baby? It's a miracle of the Abishar. Avram comes from idol worshippers. It's a miracle of the Abishar. But Yitzchak, who was born from Jewish parents, so he could already have, uh, could already have children. Anyway, so, so the point is that, that, that till there was a t- such a totally absolute yurida, absolute descent that Tishba wasn't possible to get Gula. Let's, let's go back to Allah for a second. So comes Mincha Shabbos with Skips his Kascha. I'm sorry. Comes Mincha Tishba, that's where we're up to. Mincha Tishba, the tenth of Avrili. Um, we put in our tefillin, we say all the shiurim, and then comes Matzi Tishba. Matzi Tishba, you don't, it's not our custom necessarily to Dafka wash your hands before Mayrev. I don't think it's anything wrong with that because Tishba passes over already. But you, the custom is like, like on Matzi Yom Kippur, you wash your hands, you put on your shoes for Kiddush Lavana. On Matzi Tishabav, you then, which is now the 11th of Av already, the 11th of Av, after Kishavana, then you make Havdalah. When you make Havdalah, you make Havdalah on wine, and you don't have to give it to a child. Ordinarily, during the nine days, it's better to give a child the wine of Havdalah. But now that's already the 11th of Av, so you'll already have the wine for Havdalah, but only the wine for Havdalah. Meat and wine, you shouldn't have till the next day. However, all the other prohibitions, the nine days, like having a haircut, listening to music, already are, nine comes the ninth, the 11th of Av, you ought to listen to music, you're allowed to have a haircut. Just the only prohibition which still stays is meat and wine, except for the wine of Abdullah. Huh? Yalav Yalav? Laundry is also allowed on, on Matzi Tishaba. Isn't that really even in the middle of the nine days on Matzi Shabbos? I mean, it just got filled in the middle of the week. You mean, during the nine days, this past Shabbos, yeah, if, 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 our, our meaning officially is to give it to a child who has reached the age of Chinuch, but not yet reached the age of mourning for Yushalayim. But Peil, practically, it's not so easy to find that kind of scenario. So uh, that's why uh, that's what we actually. It's better to do on wine. All right, I think that's I think that's basically what, what I wanted to share. Yes. On Shabbos, Nachum is supposed to have extra food because it's. Um, because it's, Hashem is comforting us for the, the Golas. And also it says when you go home on tish, after Tisha, you're supposed, to have, you're supposed to be comforted knowing that Abishter accepted what we did and he's going to bring us the comfort of the Golas. So he's come home in the Matzah Tisha with this Chaz Shom Mashiach until then with this absolute clarity of, of comfort from Hashem. This Shabbos, Shalom Zacher. Why Shabbos Nachum? This Shabbos is Shalom Zacher. Oh, because of the Brist of Mashiach. Everything is very